Well, welcome to the 5D Academy of Higher Consciousness. I'm Zarathustra, broadcasting live from Los Angeles, California. One of our participants asked me uh, to talk about jealousy. So that's the topic of the day. Jealousy is just a, a, another emotion that arises, just like when fear rises. And turn on the TV and listen to any of the major networks. And what you experience is they're pumping fear, 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 fear. And suddenly you may feel like you're getting anxiety and you're getting worried. And you're worried that something will happen to you or your family or what's going to be in my future. So it creates a sense of desperation and anxiety. And so it's an emotion that rises, but it's not there all the time. It rises and it goes away. It may turn into depression. It may turn into anger. It may turn into despair, but the feeling rises and it goes away. And it's not going to stay there all the time because no object, no feelings, no thoughts, no body, no building, nothing can stay permanently. They all come and go. Everything is in transit. So jealousy is another emotion that arises and it's it gets experienced and then it goes away. You, you can't remain jealous all the time. But where does it come from? What's the roots of it? What creates and instigate this sensation, this feeling of getting jealous? And there's, I don't think there's a single human being on this planet who has never experienced it. I mean, we all, there are moments that something happens and you may experience jealousy and you want to treat it just like any other emotions. Once you get trained of how to look at things, how to observe your emotions, how to be the witness of the emotions and not identifying with them. Now, there are people who may experience it a lot more. It could be deeper in their fabric of their being, in their psyche, actually that's a better word, that they get jealous a lot and they act upon it. Some people may say, well, I never get jealous or I don't experience it. I, I don't believe that because I have experienced it and uh, everyone experiences it. Now, how much you're feeding it is a different story. How much you get really identified with it, it's a different story, but it can arise and it goes away, just like anything else in life, any other emotion. Now, the roots of it, basically, if you really, uh, it's taking over you and you experience it on a regular basis, is really goes back into the lack of understanding. That's what really jealousy is. It roots into not understanding the truth of who you are. And because it brings insecurities and brings a sense that somebody's got something, somebody has something, let's say your best friend, your sister, your brother, just married their, the, the love of their lives. And they're very happy and, and they're flying on this love. And, and you, you have not met the love of your life. And naturally, you may feel jealous. And you're trying to act like you're cool and you're not, you're pretending to be happy for them. But down deep, you're suffering and you're experiencing the jealousy. And, you know, jealousy could be in all different levels but you may be experiencing it, but that goes back to a sense that there's a lack. Either you may feel like you're not good enough, you're not worthy to have what your friend has, or deeper than that is the not understanding that existence is actually operating in perfection despite what it seems to be. What it seems to be that there's a lot of screwed up things in the world. It seems to be that the world is not fair. It seems to be that 
the creator of this world has cruel cruelty in it or created imbalance. But when the understanding gets deeper, you realize that none of it is true. It's merely an expression of the absolute. It, it's merely what the consciousness, God, the creator, the source, is experiencing itself in millions and millions of different forms and different events to experience the moment from different bodies, from different objects. So it can be sensed and touched and smelled and felt. And the deeper the understanding, the more you begin to understand that the roots of this jealousy is connected to a sense of separation, that I am separated from the source. I'm an independent person with my own free will and with my own shortcomings or good luck or bad luck separated. And therefore I'm responsible for this or other people are responsible for what they're doing. And I didn't get what I deserve to get and somebody else got it. So that's the mentality. But when the understanding starts to get deeper and, and you come across this awareness and you begin to look deeper within, and you start to see that jealousy is just thoughts or an emotion and it doesn't last long. And it's also indicating that you're not complete. It's indicating that there is something missing in your life. And your brother, your sister, maybe inherited more money or land or homes or whatever, and you didn't get your share. Or your parents favored your younger sister, your brother, and they didn't, you didn't get, they love that person more than you do. They, they love you and that person got more than you. And of, naturally you may feel jealous, but when you trace it back into the absolute truth and understanding starts to come, which is this process, it could be painful for some people. It could, you may, it may take a lifetime to get to it, but if you're sincere and you're digging deep, you realize that each and every person in this life will get exactly what the source chooses to get. So whatever I possess in this life or wherever I'm at, whether I'm successful or I'm a failure, whether I'm wealthy or I'm not, um, it's exactly what existence chooses to give me. And that's it. I can't have more. I can't have less because you get to see that there is nothing else but the source. Consciousness is the only thing there is, and it manifests itself in different forms, different shapes, different scenarios. And in this case, this is all I have. This is all I get. It's not going to be more. It's not going to be less. So the more I start to understand this, the more I relax into who I am and what I've got. And the less I pay attention to what other people have and the less I compare myself to anyone else. Now, I'm not saying that it's not good to look around and, and not have the desire or motivation on improvements. I'm not talking about that. Of course, we all want more. We want to improve. We all want to be better. Whatever our perception of being better is or worthier or accumulate more wealth or comforts, whatever that is your desire, you're looking for the love of your life, or there's a, there's a woman who wants to have a child, and that's the really desire, that's their, their mission to have children, family, none of these things is bad, but we are exactly where, where we're supposed to be, wherever you're at. So the more you start to understand the nature of the absolute of how this thing works, which is not a mental exercise, but if in 
initially it could be an intellectual understanding, but then it translates into a deeper understanding of really living it and being it. And the more you understand that, the more you become comfortable with yourself and your destiny of where, where you're at and your attention from com comparing yourself continuously to other people, it, it shifts. You don't really do that. You are aware of what is going on. You're not ignorant to it, but you're not comparing yourself. That competition of comparison disappears because you're exactly where you need to be. And understanding that whatever you need, whatever life chooses, life will give it to you. You will receive what you need to receive. So there is a sense of trust. There's a sense of acceptance that starts to take over. Your accept acceptance of what is. And what is, is this, wherever you're at right now. This is exactly what you deserve. This is exactly what you're meant to have. This is exactly how you're meant to look like. This is your shape. This is your status right now. This is your finances. And God, existence is giving you exactly that. It can't be any more. It can't be any less. Now, that doesn't mean that it won't change. Of course, it changes. It, everything is going to change as we can see it. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to try to improve things. What it means is you have developed your awareness to a point of accepting yourself without judging yourself, without beating yourself up, that you are exactly where you're meant to be in this moment. Now, through meditation, through work, through understanding, contemplation, you begin to kind of settle into this. And as you're accepting where you're at is exactly where you're supposed to be, then in the meantime, a sense of trust comes. Because you're beginning to recognize that God is all there is. Consciousness is all there is. Everything is made out of consciousness. The rich, the poor, the fortunate, the unfortunate, they're all manifestations of the creator. None of these elements, people have their own free will. There's no such a thing as free will. So... I willed it to get to this point. That doesn't exist. It's an illusion. It's pure illusory. It's the consciousness that, consciousness that wills it through you. It's the consciousness that makes you choose. And sometimes you lose and you fail. And the same intelligence makes you win and become successful. You don't choose that. You don't have the ability to do it. It's pure illusion, purely illusion. Something much bigger than you and I, something far, far beyond our understanding that is capable of turning day to night, capable of creating seasons, turns summer to fall and fall to winter and to spring, something way, way more powerful, mightier, and more intelligent that's been here is running the show. You're not running the show. I'm not running the show. We've just been here. We're eggs. We're little eggs. We're nothing really time-wise. How long you've been here? 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 80 years, 80 years in comparison to eternity. That's like blinking an eye. You blink your eye. So your life is this, you blinked and that's it. You were born and then you die. It's very fast, it just happens like that. You can't understand the eternity through few years that you've been here. It's too short to get a better glimpse of the eternity. You need to be here a lot longer. You've got to live here. You have to be here for maybe a thousand years to get a glimpse of it, to understand it to a point, still not enough to understand eternity. So what you want to do as a practice is a number of different things. 
A is what many, many different times I've talked in the past, and we've had it in our different workshops, that you're simply observing the emotion. So something happens, jealousy comes, and instead of identifying with it, you simply, if you're conscious, what you do is you acknowledge its presence and you tell yourself, you don't need to tell anybody else, but you tell yourself that jealousy is here. You don't say I'm jealous or you don't try to push it away because it's a very uncomfortable sensation. It's a very uncomfortable feeling when you feel jealous. You, nobody wants to feel jealous. But if you're conscious and you're working on yourself and you come across this information, what you do is you're simply acknowledging it and you tell yourself jealousy is present, jealousy is visiting me and allow yourself to feel it, feel it, be jealous because now you're not in a denial. You're admitting something to yourself that you're experiencing an uncomfortable sensation of jealousy and you're watching it as a guest you have a guest visiting you and how long does a guest stay in your house two days a week two weeks and then they have to go that's what guests are so they come and visit you and they go so you're treating this sensation of jealousy like it's a guest it's here you're going to feel it you're not resisting it because if you resist it, it persists, it gets stronger. So you're simply experiencing these uncomfortable sensations of being jealous, and then it just goes away and it's gone. Then it gives you an opportunity if you want to go deeper and you look at it that why did, what does it mean to me? Not why it came or what does this mean to me, like feeling jealous. And if you examine it, it just takes you back into this place that there is a deep belief that you are not good enough. You are not worthy. First, it comes with that. And then if you go one step deeper, you will see it comes from a feeling that you're not complete. You're not whole. And the fact that down deep you feel you're not complete, you're looking for an object outside of yourself to complete you. I need to have more money. I need to have that house because my buddy, my friend, my colleague, they bought a house. They got the station wagon, the Volvo station wagon with the dog in the back. They got it perfect. They, have, they bought the home in countryside and their business is expanding. They're making more money and I'm where I am. I haven't improved myself. I'm not making any more money and actually I'm poorer. I didn't find my love. I don't have my home. So I feel incomplete. But you're looking for completion outside of yourself. Those are just objects. As quick, quickly as you may acquire them, you can lose them too any moment. So you need to come back to the self and come back through meditation, go beyond the thinking mind and come to this place that we experienced earlier during our webinar is when you go, you go beyond the mind and you come to silence, you become quiet and there's no thoughts. So you're in this place, there's no thoughts and you're still then the story that compares the mind that compares itself to somebody else that they've got more and I've got less or they're happy because they're, they, they found their partner and they, they, they're in union with someone else and I don't have that, that story disappears. Even if it's in for five or 10 minutes, that story that I'm not complete, there's something missing in my life. It's a sensation. It's, it's just a, a game the mind plays to take you outside of now, to make you project on a future. It's a hypothetical future that if in the future I find my love or I am more successful, then I will be complete. But it doesn't matter. You finally find your love and you're more successful 
since you don't know what's up and you're not really working on yourself and you don't understand this, then there's always something else. Now, something else is wrong. Okay, you got the man or the woman you wanted and your business is doing really well. But now the new thing comes that, oh, you're worried about your beautiful wife or your handsome man that he may just be fooling around with someone else or people are after my partner and I may lose my partner. Now your mind goes into that or your partner anytime is talking to another person, you may experiencing jealousy and insecurity or you're really worried you may lose your assets. So it's always going to perpetuate itself and it's always going to recreate another scenario. It's not in the objects. So if you think that by getting the objects, you got it, you're wrong. So I'm going to ask you for, for a few more minutes, few minutes, we have time. Let's sink back into this place where there is no mind. And let's see when you come to this place that there is no mind and you're here, if anything's missing, okay? As you can see for yourself, I mean, this is an examination process that everyone needs to dive into it and look at it because it's something that we deal with throughout our lives. And when we're not equipped and we don't have the awareness, um, it's a strong emotion and it can take over and it, it can take you to madness. I mean, people have killed their brothers, sisters over jealousy or partners. Uh, if it's a romantic story and you're in love with someone and um, or you're obsessed in this love, I wouldn't even. And then uh, so many different things in the history of mankind has happened and it's still happening to this day based on jealousy. Careers been destroyed. Um, people really fell out of a lot of relationships. Uh, betrayals, all kinds of different things happen. Uh, so for some people, it's very strong. Some people deal with it very uh, easily. But basically, it all comes back to one thing, all of it. It all comes back to the lack of understanding of the nature of the absolute, the lack of understanding that you are, we are, exactly where we're meant to be 100 percent. if you could have been somewhere else you would have been if you could have been with somebody else maybe you would have but you're exactly where you're at so that kind of understanding and acceptance accepting it accepting your destiny accepting your current place then it helps you so you don't go into the mind and go into the stories of, I didn't get enough, I deserve more, I should have been there, I should have been here, I made a mistake, I should have gone to medical school when I had a chance, I am so stupid, I got married at age 18 with my high school sweetheart and I haven't happened to have three kids and then I got stuck in a small town and I never made it anywhere. Whatever stories, scenarios that happen in our lives is happening now is that if you're able to understand and come outside of the mind and fall back into the silence, fall back into this place, your eternal being diving into the presence, and then the mind becomes quiet, then there is no story. The story disappears and you begin to reunite. Not Again, that's not even the right word, reunite, as if you're not united with yourself. You are always united with yourself, but this isn't a matter of explaining it, is that you begin to experience the presence and the power of now the power of the being that you are, which the being you are is far, far beyond any kind of imagination. If we only knew who we are and what we are, not even for one moment, you would never experience jealousy or being inadequate or that somebody has more than I have because 
We're multidimensional beings. We operate in much higher levels and we're just not aware of it. We don't know who we are. We think we're this little itty bitty thing because we have this sense of separation. We're, we experience separation. We think we're very small. We think we're, we can be destroyed at any moment because we identify with our bodies and with our minds and emotions until we go beyond that. We feel inadequate and we're afraid. So understanding is everything. Understanding the awareness, expansion of our awareness into being still, into being silent, into realizing that the entire existence is one organic phenomena. It's all connected to each other. And you are that. And you're perfectly where you're supposed to be. You're perfect the way you are. Exactly how God, creator, wants to express itself through you and I. And then you begin to see the perfection. And as a result of that, the mind becomes quiet. And your vibrations begin to rise to a higher frequency. And as your vibration changes, naturally, your life quality changes too. And it doesn't matter what is going on in the outer world. It's what's going on in your inner world. That's what counts. Any questions? Anybody wants to share or has a question for me? Let me go. Oh, wow. Nothing in the chat box. Any comments? Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. Well, Salam. welcome back. Salam. Hi. <laughs> well, welcome back. Thanks. Hi. Hi. I just quickly. Nice um, to see you. Nice to see you too. Thank you so much. I just want to use this opportunity. Um, I don't usually go on the video. I'm usually running around, but I love to attend your Wednesday classes. But I want to take this opportunity to really thank you for the extended um, life extended training that we did together. Um, I just wanted to bring that up to your attention again and just say I'm so grateful for that. And I really, really um, had had a lot of shifts and growth through working with you. And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome, uh, Shadi. It, it, was, it has been and it still is a delight working with you. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm very, very happy that you decided to extend your training program and, uh, and you broke yeah, through. You're, you're doing, and it worked yeah. out with this during this pandemic because usually you don't even offer it. So as you said, as you're saying in your classes that everything happens exactly the way it did and i think for me i think that was what i was the course of action that was taking place so i just wanted to thank you again very much you're very welcome i'm very proud of you so keep keep up the good work you're doing so well thanks hi monica hi i i hi. Want to say share something i felt today it was a very good uh, meditation it was the first time i really felt that that uh, i did, i really understand what it is about so now i can go on with that and during the meditation and the splendid thing you have told us about uh, jealousy today i heard during the meditation i have everything i need and thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're, I'm very happy to hear that, that uh, it, takes, it takes time um, for, for this awareness to settle, for this intelligence to click in, in our daily practice and routine, understanding of this teaching, because this teaching is completely opposite of what being taught today in in uh, pseudo spirituality in new age so and what we've been told all of our childhood from the time we we remember by our parents and teachers that we've been continuously 
bombarded and brainwashed and conditioned uh, to believe uh, that we that I am my mind and I am my emotions and I'm this body. And, and then you come across these teachings that is telling you that you're not any of it. And then on top of it, the teaching tells you you have no free will. And that is a big blow to the mind because the mind will come and say, because you only hear that in your thoughts. And the mind comes and say, what do you mean I don't have free will? You hear that. You mean, but I can do this and I can do that. But it's only a thought telling you that you can do this and you can do that. Because the mind wants to believe that it's in control and, and it can manipulate things to get what it wants. It can't accept the fact that it's a non-factor and actually something bigger is running the show. That's the initial like impact. But as you settle into it, you take, you take one step back and you kind of relax into it. Oh, you mean I'm not in control of my life? Oh, okay. Means I don't have to worry about any kind of outcomes. And then that's the acceptance of what is and trusting. And then all of a sudden you can see there's a harmony. There's a something is running the show, something putting food in your mouth, something is paying your bills, something is taking care of you, something much more intelligent than you and I. And that's where the fun starts once this shift starts to happen. And you see, you don't see imperfection in the world anymore. You see that it's perfectly designed to be the way it is. So your desire to change things in the world kind of disappears. Yet you may be an instrument to make changes, but you're not the one who's changing things. It's that wants to change things through you. And that shift in your consciousness and awareness opens up the gateway to so much more, so much more that some I can't explain, the infinite, opening up to infinite possibilities of that at any moment, any moment, regardless of what appears to be, your life can completely change at any moment, anything can happen. We can see it here in this, in this life, that now the going to a restaurant and sitting in a restaurant with your friends, it's becoming like a privilege, like, like gold. It's becoming really precious that you can go to a cafe or restaurant, sit down, and a waiter or waitress comes and serves you, and you don't have to wear a mask. And now you're so excited that you can do that. You never thought about it before that you're excited to be able to go in a restaurant and eat food something that was taken for granted in the past very very simple things that we never thought about it so all of a sudden everything changed a world that appeared to be free has turned into a different world that appears to be restricted with fear worry danger but it doesn't matter. This too will change. This too is not going to last because even this is not real. None of it is real. It, it's all appearances. It appears to be this and now it appears to be this. None of it is real. Neither as this, neither as this one. They're not real. They're all appear and disappear. They come and go. They're not real. So we can't take it seriously. The only real thing is that which doesn't change. That's the only real thing, that which does not change. And that is the presence. You can call it presence. You can call it you, the observer, the one that is observing, the witness. You can call it consciousness. You can call it the space. It's not an object. So the more we bring our attention to that part, the more the quality of our lives changes because peace comes. Ramana Maharshi, who I consider him as my spiritual grandfather, 
and uh, he lived in southern India in Tiruvannamalai, and uh, for 40, 50 years, he was living in his ashram at the bottom of the uh, Arunachala, the mountain of Arunachala in southern India, and he, he was there during the Second World War, and during the Indian uh when India was going through its revolution and wanted to uh, separate itself from the British Raj. And, but, and many, many different groups would go to him. Uh, and this was during the Gandhi. It was a very powerful time in the world, Second World War. Half of the world was in ruins and, and war. There was shortages of everything. All kinds of different things was happening. It was not a fun time and it was a dark time. And this being, this master, this teacher was very still. He never identified with any of the stories. He just stayed quiet. He was silent and he was still, regardless of what was happening. And there was news coming in like the Japanese are going to invade India. He was still, he was not reacting. There was news that the Germans may come and take over and he wouldn't, he wouldn't move. There was people coming and telling him we need to eradicate the British out of India. He would not react to it. He would just like stay very still, firm into his being, not reacting to any of it, staying centered. And that was a very, very strong time in the world. And now we are in another world turmoil with the pandemic and all the stories that come with it. And for the few of us who have come across this understanding and this information, this is our moment of transformation. This is the moment that you have an opportunity to transform and go to the next level. Yeah right now, to go beyond the good and bad, to rise above the good and bad, because there is the evil and there is the good. The two forces are fighting with each other right now in the world, the dark and the light, in the world of duality, in third dimension, the good and the bad. So now you have an opportunity to rise above the good and the bad, to go beyond that. How do we rise above the good and the bad? Where is the good and the bad? We have to master the mind. It's the mind that takes us into all these darknesses. So the master the mind is not a mental exercise. It's simply recognizing. It's a recognition. It's an understanding that if you can observe your mind, if you can be aware of your thoughts, then you are not your thoughts. You are not your mind. If you can watch your thoughts and see them and the thoughts come and go all the time. They're always traveling into your, your mind. Are they really yours? Did you manufacture them or they're just passing through? So what a lot of people do are trying to do mind control, trying to think positively working on their thoughts, but they don't realize they're strengthening the mind. They're strengthening their enemy. But if you're simply aware and watching your thoughts as a bystander, then what kind of power does your mind have on you? Because it cannot be yours and it cannot be connected if you can observe it. If you're aware of something comes and goes, then you cannot be that thing because you're watching something comes and goes. It's very much like you go to a cafe in Paris or somewhere in Europe. You're sitting on a side cafe and you're watching people come and go. You're always watching things come and go. Well, if somebody's walking by, you're not that person. You're watching that person coming and going. They're outside. A, a woman is, you know, is taking his child in a stroller and pushing the stroller and they're walking in front of you. You're not that person. You're simply aware of them. 
same thing is you are aware of thought patterns. So you cannot be your mind if you're aware of thoughts coming and going. You cannot be it because it becomes an object. You're simply aware as, as an object coming and going. Exactly same thing with your emotions. Jealousy comes and then jealousy goes. A sense of being lonely comes and goes. Fear appears and disappears. A feeling that you have not accomplished in this life appears and disappears. And this body is constantly changing. You've seen it. It grew, it started growing, growing when you were five years old, nine years old, 13 years old. You see the bodies growing, changing. You get to puberty, it starts to really shift and change. And it's like, you're like, what's going on? It's changing. It shapes literally changes in front of your eyes. During the puberty, you are observing your body's changing from what it used to be to something else. And then as you know, you're growing, you get to your 20s, 30s, you have vitality, you're strong, you have a lot of energy, your digestion is good, you have your hair, you got your skin, and then you start getting older and you can see it's changing right in front of your eyes. Oh my God, I'm losing my hair. Oh my God, you know, I'm getting all these weird stuff. I'm getting all these wrinkles or I'm getting all these pains and aches to a point that sometimes they have to take you to operating table and cutting a piece out of you. So you see it's changing, change. Everything is changing, but it changes in front of who? Who is observing this change? Who is the witness of it? To whom does this change appear and disappear? Not to whom it happens. To whom does it appear and disappear? Because the true you, the real you, once you recognize yourself and understand who you are, does not change. The real you was never born and is never going to die. It's just been here always. It's always here. It's always in this state of meditation. It's always here. It doesn't change. It's the presence. So we're identifying with the wrong thing. We're identifying with what comes and what goes. And we're completely ignoring, ignoring what is always here until our attention begins to go in that direction. For me, I needed my teacher, my spiritual teacher, my guru to come and guide me and pushes me inwards. Some other people may get it on their own. But when I came across this understanding, of course, it took time for it to settle. And then eventually I started to realize that I am free. I am always free. Yet, as a human being in a body with the mind, with sensations, yes, I get cold, I got to put a jacket on, my body gets hungry, my emotions, as a human being, I need touch, I need affection, love. As a human body, you have needs and ups and, ups and downs. But as awareness, it's needless, timeless. It's always here. It can never be threatened. So now we're in this shift, we're in this moment in our lives that something is shifting, the attention is turning inwards, and we're discovering freedom, true freedom, that we are really free. And that's priceless, because it only happens to a very small number of human beings in every lifetime, that they begin to recognize their true nature. Otherwise, you stay completely identified with your story and the world's story. And of course, you get recycled, or it seems to be. So we're all in very, very good hands. There's nothing to worry about, nothing to fear about. We stay in this place of acceptance and trust that our Holy Father, our Holy Mother, the Creator, Her Majesty, the Supreme Being, Consciousness, Yahweh, Ahura Mazda, God, whatever name you want to put into it, 
is got you covered. You're completely taken care of. There's nothing to worry about. Stay in this place. Remind yourself every day. Feel it. Taste it. That you are completely taken care of. That you're exactly where you need to be. That existence loves you immersely. And you are love yourself. Go beyond the mind. Dive into the heart. And feel the presence. Feel the love which is here. Feel the love that you have. Feel, feel your power. And don't give up your power to fear. Stay in this place. Regardless of what kind of story you're hearing from the utter world or what you're seeing, come back to this place. Come back to the beauty of yourself, the presence, the God that lives in you. And remember it. And your fear disappears. And your quality of life changes because the mind becomes quiet. You're no longer in this place because the mind wants to go crazy, especially now. If you're not trained, your mind will drive you crazy. What's going to happen? Da, 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 pandemic, future, banking system, money system, this, that, my family, blah, 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 blah. It just keeps going and going and going. All right. Any questions? Anything? Any comments? Anything you feel like sharing with me? Hi. Hi. Can we talk to you after academy in Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah, stay stay okay. here and we talk. Yes, we can do Thanks. that. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. I have a comment about the free will. Okay. Yeah. I have read somewhere sometime that before we are born, we are making a life contract. We agree okay. uh, what we will do in the new life and who we will meet and so on but the problem is we are often not doing what we have promised to do that's why we have to be born again and again and again and okay. no one interferes with us because we have a free will okay so this is something you've read or something you have come to understand on your own no, i have read this Right. Yeah. yeah, it's a great, it's a great concept. It's a great idea. Yes, well, we, we have to be reborn to make up with people again and again and again. Yeah, we, you know, we can try and see what happens. Okay. They're all great ideas. The whole idea about reincarnation, the whole idea that before I was born, I had a contract with God. I mean, I can tell you a lot of different scenarios, and some of them I've said it in my teachings, but they're all great ideas and they're great stories and concepts. But we still have a free will. It appears that we have a free will. It just appears to be. Yes. You know, it looks like it. It's like, okay, I'm deciding to pick up my kombucha tea. I picked it up. And I'm going to put it down. And again, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to put it down. And it appears that I am willing it, right? But mm -hmm. well, what about that other thousand times that I wanted to go this direction and I ended up in this direction? What about all those times that I didn't get what I wanted and I put my life into it and I tried to get there and I never got there? What happened to my free will then? Yeah. You, I have no intention of convincing anybody to believe what I say. I recommend you examine it for yourself. This has to become an understanding, a direct understanding and knowing that we find this for ourselves. It cannot be something that we're believing in because if we're just believing in it, it's, it's blind. It's same story as believing into heaven and hell. It's a story they've told us or even to believe in the Muslim God or Christian God or Jewish God. It's a concept. We need to examine things for ourselves and come to our direct 
experience of that which is true. How can I live in this world and have my own free will? What is free will? Free will. You have to examine that. If right now I decide to get in my car and go to visit my family, which is 45 minutes, an hour away from here, with respect to the traffic, I get in my car and I will the car, turning the switch on to start the car, and the car starts. What if the time it doesn't start? So where is my free will then? The car did not start. So the car decided not to cooperate. How much of a free will do I have then? And then, okay, let's say the car decides, because a car is made out of 10,000 pieces, give and take. All these pieces, in the moment you sit in your car and you start the car, starter, battery, generator, regulator, electrical system, transmission, engine, water pump, fuel pump, everything has to work that day. If one of them say, I don't want to work today, the car doesn't start, okay? So let's say I sit in a car, I start the car, and I start to drive. What about all these traffic lights? And I'm going through traffic lights. They have to work perfectly that day. The, the light is red, then it turns to green. What if they don't work that day? What if there's a major accident on a freeway? and I can't make it to my family. Where is my free will? How can I will that? What if as I'm driving to go visit my family, there's a blizzard, there's a big storm, and one of these telephone poles fall, or a tree falls and blocks the road? Where is my free will? So many different elements have to cooperate with each other for me to simply get in a car and drive to my family. A million other elements have to say, yes, the car, my car works, traffic lights work, there's no accident on a freeway, my body's working. What if I, all of a sudden, something happens to me? I get an extreme headache or stomach ache. How do you control that? How much of that is your free will? How many times it happened that you decided to go to a party or a concert or an event and all of a sudden you got sick right before you leave? You start feeling really bad. Something happened. You ate something bad and then you are not feeling good. So you stay home. How do you will that? How much of that is your free will? So when you examine it, you see to do anything. In life, the entire existence has to cooperate and say, yes, we are supporting you to do this. So don't believe what I'm telling you. Don't blindly accept what I say. I would always like you to examine it for yourself. Do an examination. Only through examination, you discover it. This was a great question. Uh, comment, uh, Marit. I'm so glad you brought this up. But upon closer examination, upon investigation, the more I investigate, the more I observe and check, I see, oh my God, I've never had any free will. Because where do these ideas come from? Like I have an idea that I want to become a businessman or I have an idea that I want to buy real estate. I have an idea that I want to be a doctor or I want to be a nurse or whatever. Where does the desire come from? I want to be a tennis player. Where, where does that desire come from? Where is the source of it? What really all of a sudden motivates you to be very much interested? Like, I don't know, you're interested in astrology. You're interested in the lives of ants or bees or somebody's interested in consciousness somebody's very much interested in engineering they have no interest in spirituality how do we come on this spiritual path before i knew about spirituality i meet so many people like in my family i have friends that they have no interest in spirituality if i start talking about these things to them it's bullshit it's a waste of time 
how come they didn't come to this path and something brought me to this path? Did I choose that? It was a choice before I was born. Did I decide on that or it was decided for me? That too is unknown. It's unknown to me. Hi, Karen. Come on on. Hello, hello. Hi. Do you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. But you know, many people, they talk about this, that you, you cannot control the events uh, or the desires or whatever, right? Maybe you cannot control uh, this in a free will, right? But uh, you have the free will to uh, choose uh, how you deal with it or how you feel about it, or you can train yourself and uh, what perspective you have about it, right? Okay. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, it appears it appears to be able to that you have some kind of control or you can choose to do this or that. It appears to be that way. It looks like it. It feels like it and it touches like it. But when I go deeper, I realize that there's nothing I can do. Yeah. And then, you know, people, they say like, uh, yeah, but you have created this uh, unconsciously, right? Yeah. Or existence or like, um, it's like, um, maybe not only you, but uh, like uh, a cooperation between you and maybe a family member or a friend has like unconsciously created this, right? Right, right. right. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about it. A lot of people say you unconsciously created this situation or you brought this misery upon yourself. Yeah, uh, there's all sorts of different school of thoughts. My direct experience is that I don't have any free will and there's nothing I can do outside of what is written and what that which runs the world and show is operating through me. And then when I look around, I see the same thing. But that's my direct experience. And you must understand, it took me 30 years to come to this understanding. It just didn't happen overnight. Even though my teacher told me about it over and over again, and I repeated this like a parrot over and over again, but It wasn't my direct experience until 2011. So you have to find it for yourself. I can only point out that this is the way. That's all I can do. Because people come and tell me, well, you seem like you found an inner peace or you're very calm or you discovered something inside you or your aura or your presence is different or whatever. What did you do? How did you come to this? I can only point out the direction because basically I don't like to suffer. I don't want to suffer. And when I came across Master Punjaji in India, I realized that this man has realized something that I don't know. This man has come to inner peace. This guy, this man has found silence and I want what he has. So I dedicated the next 30 years of my life to get and find what he had found. And of course it was a journey. It included five near death experiences. It included being extremist. It included addictions to drug, alcohol, sex, and danger. I had to go through all of it before it revealed itself. But even that, now I realize wasn't my choice. And the more I settle into this understanding, the less my mind comes and boggles. The more it's this understanding that all is well and everything is taken care of. I do, do not need to worry. And of course, action happens. You're still going to do things, but you do it from no mind. You do it from this place that no matter what decision you make, no matter what you do, is exactly what 
existence wants to do. And you just went and bought $50,000 worth of Bitcoin at $38,000, and then Bitcoin went to $34,000. So you're going to beat yourself up. How stupid am I? And why didn't I wait for an, another day to buy it cheaper? That's because exactly life wanted you to do it in that way. So when you realize that, then you just relax. Ah, oh, okay. Ha, ah, you can settle into it. So your mistakes are not really mistakes. They're exactly what they were meant to be. You were meant to make that mistake. It looks like a mistake, but this is exactly what you had to do because you did it. And so then you don't go back and beat yourself up. Maybe you do it for a minute or two or five minutes. The mind comes very strongly and says, oh, you idiot, you did this. You're so stupid. You never learn. And then you don't hear anything else. It's finished. And then you may do something that leads you to something amazing. And again, you don't really pat yourself and say to yourself, oh, wow, I'm so smart. The mind will do it, but you don't buy it anymore. You are becoming neutral to the failures and to victories. You don't claim any of them. And you become free. Freedom, you become free from it. You become free from these ups and downs. But that freedom has a price. The price is to give up the free will to the will of the Allah. You give up your free will to the will of God. God, run me. Whatever. Whatever, you, whatever I surrender. Whatever is your desire. Run this guy. Then there is no conflict. And peace takes over. And there is nothing in this world more worthy than inner peace and there's nothing in this world worse than inner conflict we all know that you know that many times i do things in this life that i don't understand i don't know why i did it many times i make a turn or i do something because because i don't have the capability of being the big picture i'm not blessed by the ego vision, I cannot see my entire life from the beginning to the end. I only have the ability of seeing this. I can't see the big picture. So I have to trust in that intelligence that sees the big picture, knows what's best for me. And the more you trust it and the more you accept it, because this I can't explain. This doesn't make sense logically. It's not a logical thing. This is beyond logic. The more you trust life and settle in it and accept, accept what is, the juicier your life gets, which is counterintuitive to our teachings. Because from the time you remember your dad, your mom, your teachers, excuse me, been telling you, think, think, think about your future. Think about savings think about the the rainy days think about you know you need to get a good college education think about getting married and having family think about future worry about future this is what's been implemented in our psyche from day first make sure you become successful then you're happy make sure you become wealthy so you're happy make sure you find the the find find your partner then you're happy that's false education, complete false education, because it brainwashes you to think happiness is by gaining an object. If I become rich, I'm going to be happy. If I find the girl, my wife, the woman of my life, I'm going to be happy. So I have to get this object to be happy. That means I'm not complete as I am, there's something missing inside me. So I have to have an object to complete me. Without this object, I'm incomplete. So I'm already disadvantaged from the time I was born. There's something missing. Nobody told me in my childhood that Zaratustra, you're perfect, you are God, and you're complete. Whether you go to college, whether you don't, whether you're successful or you're a bomb on the street, it doesn't matter. You are complete. Nobody said that to me. So all of my life, I'm chasing the carrots. 
in pursuit for happiness. And one of them is to find love or more money or more homes or better status or moving someplace else. It's always somewhere else. It's always something else. It's always someone else. So I don't pay any attention in the truth of who I am because I'm always looking outside. I'm not looking inside. And I miss the truth of who I am because this is where the kingdom of heaven is. And Jesus Christ has said it. Quran has said it. The kingdom of heaven is within, is here already. That's why on my website, I say, you are on the first page of the website home homepage says you are who you're looking for stop right there and don't go any for any further you are who you're looking for look inside it's already here people come and tell me like can you show me god i want to see god well god is not an object god is the seer the one who's looking is is god the one you're looking for is the one you're looking from. That's why I say it's counterintuitive. It's within yourself. It's here already. You're already where you want to be. You're just not looking at the right place. And that's my part is in this very limited platform and way is to help you look inside by any means, any tricks, anything I got to do is to push you look inside okay thank you for asking that question i really appreciate it or 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 bringing your thoughts forth and talk about it so our next academy is going to be next wednesday i'm we'll be here and we're going to be broadcasting look forward to seeing you um my social pages are zaratustra 5d Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, my email is info at zaratustra.tv. So if you have any questions or comments, feel free to send me an email. email. And uh, my website is zaratustra.tv. So we're going to be posting uh, a podcast of this event as well as uh, as this is being recorded directly on YouTube and then we're going to be posting it on um, uh, Facebook and uh, later on Amir will chop up this video uh, of today in uh, five or six 10 minute sessions sections without the meditation so, and they're all going to go on YouTube. Really appreciate your presence, sending you a lot of love and light. All is well. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Namaste.